Welcome to Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast. Olá, eu sou a Helena, and on this episode we're going to continue talking about the reflexive verbs in Portuguese. But just before that, I want to let you know that Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the projects you like. So if you're enjoying listening to this podcast and if you would like it to carry on, you can also become a patron. As a patron, you get a PDF with the highlights of each episode, pronunciation tips, written posts about the Portuguese language. You can even participate in a monthly live session with me and much more. Go to www.patreon.com tradutex and learn more about it. So, on today's episode, we're going to carry on talking about the reflexive verbs. I know that we've had already two episodes on this topic, but it's not that easy because of the multiple contexts that we need to learn to know whether we should place the reflexive pronoun before or after the verb. So, on today's episode, we're going to learn two other reflexive verbs and also a few more contexts about where the position of the pronoun. So the first verb I would like to tell you about is the verb vestir-se. Vestir-se. Vestir-se means to get dressed. Como se escreve vestir-se? V E S T I R ifen s e. The word ifen means hyphen in English, which is that little dash we place between the verb and the pronoun when the pronoun is placed after the verb. In case the pronoun is placed before the verb, no hyphen, no dash is necessary. So only we only use it when the pronoun is placed after the verb. For instance, vestir-se. Vestir hyphen se. Vestir-se means to get dressed. Now, in case you're wondering, can I also use this verb in a non-reflexive way? Can I use vestir without a reflexive pronoun? And does that change the meaning? Yes, you can use it. Vestir, it's also a very normal verb. It doesn't change completely the meaning, but it changes the structure, the way you use it. So, if you say vestir-se, it means to get dressed. For instance, the first person, I get dressed, eu visto-me. That means I get dressed. I don't need to be specific about whether I'm putting on a t-shirt or a pair of trousers or whatever. Just the general idea of getting dressed. But if I use the verb in a non-reflexive way, eu visto, so the verb requires an object. We need to complete the meaning of that verb. So, eu visto here is a bit the idea of putting on something. So, you need to say what you're putting on. For instance, eu visto a t-shirt. Eu visto as calças, the trousers. So, if you use it in a non-reflexive way, you need to complete the meaning of the verb with an object. 
If you use it in the reflexive way, you don't need anything else. It's the full general idea of getting dressed. So let's go through the verb vestirs and you will have the opportunity of practice the pronunciation of the verb along with its reflexive pronouns. Let's do it slowly. Devagar. Are you ready? Estão prontos? Vestir-se. Eu visto-me. Tu vestes-te. Você veste-se. Ele veste-se. Ela veste-se. Nós vestimo-nos. Vocês vestem-se. Eles vestem-se. Elas vestem-se. Two little things I want to tell you about this verb vestir-se. First, I don't know if you've noticed, but the first person is irregular. So if the infinitive form starts with the letters V-E, vestir-se, V-E, a E that we can actually drop, we don't pronounce it properly, we just go vestir-se. On the first person of the verb, I get dressed, we have the sound vis, eu visto-me. It happens because we're changing that E we have on the infinitive into the letter I, visto-me. And that makes that first verb form irregular. It's irregular because it doesn't follow the spelling of the infinitive. The rest of the verb, though, the rest of the conjugation is perfectly regular. It follows exactly the first few letters on the infinitive form. And then we just need to change the endings. And the endings we have here are the endings of a normal IR verb. So just the first person is irregular. Have that in mind. We say, eu visto-me, but then we say, vestes-te. Veste-se, vestimo-nos, vestem-se. Just one little thing about the nós. Don't forget, and this is common to all reflexive verbs, when the pronoun is placed after on the nós verb form, don't forget to drop the last S of the ending. So normally the ending would be vestimos, Right? E-M-O-S ending. But because it's a reflexive verb followed by its reflexive pronoun, we're dropping that S and it sounds only vestimunus. This happens for phonetic reasons because it's more elegant to say vestimunus than saying vestimusnus. You see all those sh 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 in a row. Makes it harder to say, doesn't flow that better. Okay, so now that we've learned the conjugation of the verb vestirs and its meaning, let's learn a few more contexts where when we use this verb, if the words we're going to learn now will come before the verb, and remember all these words we're going to learn only affect the position of the pronoun if they come up 
before the verb. If they come after, it doesn't matter. But if they come before and immediately before, or at least very close, one, two, three words stops before the verb, it will affect the position of the pronoun. The first word I want to tell you about is the word já. Já. Como se escreve já? J-A com acento. Já. Of course, you know this expression since your first Portuguese lesson, when you've learned até já. Até já means see you later, until later. It's a fixed expression, an expression we use when we know we're going to see that person again that same day. Tchau, até já. But the word has more meanings than that. The word can also be used when you want to say already. And sometimes the right translation could be now or right away. So, for instance, if I'm talking about some children, little children, and if I want to ask if they are able now to get dressed by themselves, alone, so with no help, I could use the word já. I could ask, can now they uh, dressed by themselves? Can they do it on their own? Can they do it alone? Because before they couldn't, for sure. And I want to know if now they can. In Portuguese, that is normally expressed with the word já. With this idea of already. Can they already do it? Can they now do it? So let's say, for instance, if I say os meninos, os meninos means the little boys, but it, that can include as well the little boys and the little girls. So a bit like the children. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? Okay, so let's look at this sentence word by word. So, os meninos, the little children, já, already, or now, can they now do it? Can they already do it? Já, se, so you see the reflexive pronoun coming before the verb. Já se vestem, last person of the verb, vestem, and then this last word, sozinhos. Sozinhos means alone, by themselves, on their own. Sozinhos. Como se escreve sozinhos? S, O, Z, I, N, H, O, S. Sozinhos. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? Is it possible to ask this without including the idea of já? Yes, it is. I could just ask, do they dress on their own? Can they dress alone? And in that case, and I will present you these two options so you see the difference, the question is basically the same. One includes the idea of já, as in reinforcing the idea, can they now do it? Because before they couldn't. But I can drop that and just ask, can they dress by themselves? I drop the já and see what happens to the reflexive pronoun. So with the reflexive pronoun, we have os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. Without the reflexive pronoun, we have os meninos vestem sozinhos. You see the difference? When I use the já, the se comes before the verb. When I drop the já, 
There's nothing there before the verb to make me change the position of the reflexive pronoun. And I just say, os meninos vestem-se sozinhos. Okay, so let's think about possible answers for this question. If I want to say, yes, they can now dress by themselves. They need no help. I will answer, including again the word já. So if my question has a já and my answer is affirmative, what we do in Portuguese is that we again repeat the já. So I can say, sim, os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. I could also start with já. I could say já. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. Many times we hear people say já já. As in, yes, they can do it now. Yes, they can do it now. So já já. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. So whether you start with sim, já, já já. The point is, in terms of the reflexive verb, that se comes before the verb. Sim, os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. What happens if I decide not to include the já, especially if the question didn't have the já? If the question was, os meninos vestem sozinhos? I could just say, sim, os meninos vestem sozinhos. So just repeat the same verb. Os meninos vestem sozinhos? Sim, os meninos vestem sozinhos. So it's only the já that will make that difference there. But what if I want to say, no, they can't do it yet. No, not yet. So the word for yet or still is the same in Portuguese is the word ainda. Ainda. Como se escreve ainda? A, I, N, D, A. Ainda. So if you want to say not yet, we say ainda não. Ainda não. Not yet. Ainda não. So if I want to say that the children cannot get dressed by themselves on their own, not yet, they cannot do it yet, I will use the expression ainda não. We already know that não is a word that will affect the position of the pronoun, will attract the pronoun in front of the verb. But the word ainda also do that. So já and ainda, these two new words for you to learn that will interfere where to place the pronoun. So my sentence, if someone asks, os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? If it's yes, sim. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? If it's not yet, but they will, of course, one day, but not yet. Não, os meninos ainda não se vestem sozinhos. Não, os meninos ainda não se vestem sozinhos. So, both já and ainda are in this group of words that we need to learn when we learn the reflexive. I want to teach you another one. I want to teach you the word for 
everyone or the word for all something or every something so we have more than one word actually because we will need to change that word according to the following one i'm talking about the words todo toda todos todas i will repeat todo como se escreve todo t o d o todo that literally means all toda todos todas if the singular forms todo and toda are normally translated as all the plural forms todos and todas are normally translated as every something these words they need to be followed by the articles u a us as so we should learn them this way todo u let's say for instance all the money for instance todo o dinheiro the feminine toda uh, let's say all the water toda a uh, água todo o dinheiro toda a uh, água when we change it into plural todos os let's say every day all the days every day todos os dias all the days that means every day let's do every week all the weeks todas as semanas this is how we use it all the or every something always todo o toda a todos os here notice how i'm running the two words together instead of todos os we can run it together it's more elegant to say todos os and the feminine plural todas as so for instance if i want to say all the children as in every little boy every little child i say todos os meninos and the usage of one of these four words todo toda todos todas also affects the position of the reflexive pronoun so if i want to say that they can all the children can dress can get dressed by themselves I say todos os meninos se vestem sozinhos. Todos os meninos se vestem sozinhos. Just one more thing about these four words: todo, toda, todos os e todas as. If we use the word todos on its own not followed by us something that word means everyone we will see then an example for that okay so we did the word já the word ainda and the words todo o toda a todos os e todas as or todos on its own I will just quickly repeat the examples we did for the verb vestir-se and then we will learn some other words and we will focus on a new verb, the verb 
sentir-se. Ok, so the examples that we did for the verb vestir-se. Now, now I will not translate into English because we did it already, so let's just focus on the Portuguese. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? Sim, os meninos já se vestem sozinhos. Os meninos vestem-se sozinhos? Sim, os meninos vestem-se sozinhos. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? Não, os meninos ainda não se vestem sozinhos. Os meninos já se vestem sozinhos? Sim, todos os meninos se vestem sozinhos. Ok, so we've covered já, ainda, ainda não, todo, o, toda, a, todos os, todas as as words that will interfere with the position of the pronoun. Let's now focus on a different reflexive verb. The verb sentir-se. Sentir-se means to feel. Sentir-se. Como se escreve sentir-se? S-E-N-T-I-R-I-F-N-S-E. Sentir-se. This is the general idea of feeling. For instance, I feel good. Sinto-me bem. I feel bad. Sinto-me mal. Is it possible to use the verb in a non-reflexive way? Yes, it is. But again, we need to find an object to that verb. So you need to say, what are you feeling? Instead of just a general idea of feeling. So for instance, if you want to say that you feel a headache or you feel a stomach ache. So you could say, sinto dor de cabeça. Dor is pain, de cabeça of head. That's how we say a headache, dor de cabeça. Sinto dor de cabeça. So you're giving an object to the verb, completing the meaning of the verb. But when I say sinto-me, it's just a general idea, feeling well, I'm feeling strange, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling nervous but I'm not giving an object to that verb. So the verb sentir-se, just like the verb vestir-se, they are both IR verbs, or in Portuguese, IR, verbos em ir, em IR. And both have in common the fact that the first person is irregular. So if you say the first person of the verb, sinto-me, it's different from the infinitive because the infinitive is sentir. So the infinitive starts with SE, but the first person starts with SE, just like we did with the verb vestir-se, VE, and then vistume, VI. But also like the verb vestir-se, 
only the first person is irregular, the rest of the verb follows the same spelling we find on the infinitive form. So let's go through this verb. Sentir-se. Eu sinto-me. Tu sentes-te. Você sente Eu sente Ela sente Nós sentimos-nos. Vocês sentem-se. Eles sentem-se. Elas sentem-se. So let's think about some examples. Let's start again with já. So let's pretend that you're talking to someone that was not feeling very well five minutes ago and you want to check on the person and see if that person feels well now, if it feels good now. So again, that idea of now as in already we express in Portuguese with the word já. So I could ask the person, and I will do it informally, do you feel good now? Do you feel well? Já te sentes bem? Já te sentes bem? So the person can reply, sim, sim, já me sinto bem. Yes, I feel good now. I'm already feeling good, better now. So, sim, já me sinto bem. So, we know this already. We know that the já has that power of attraction of the reflexive pronoun. So, we do já me sinto. Já, já, já me sinto bem. Don't forget, it's normal to repeat the já. So, it's okay to say já, já, já me sinto bem. But if the question was just, do you feel okay? Do you feel good? would be sentes-te bem? Sentes-te bem? Sim. Sinto-me bem. You see the difference? With the já, we immediately change the pronoun in front of the verb. Já te sentes bem? Sim, sim, já me sinto bem. Without the já, the pronoun goes after the verb and when we write it, there's that hyphen in between the verb and the pronoun. Sentes-te bem? Sim. Sinto-me bem. Or I could ask, já te sentes bem? And the person could say, não, ainda não me sinto bem. Ainda não me sinto bem. So I'm not feeling well, not yet. Not yet. So, ainda não me sinto bem. Let's learn another word that will interfere with the position of the pronoun. The word alguém. Have you heard this word before? Alguém? Como se escreve alguém? A L G U E com acento M Alguém. Notice that the letter U is silent. Alguém. Alguém means someone, or it could be used in English as anyone in case you're asking a question. So if I want to say, 
Does anyone here is feeling bad? Is not feeling okay? In Portuguese, that would be Alguém se sente mal? Alguém se sente mal? So the alguém changes immediately the position of the pronoun. Alguém se sente mal? So the opposite of the word alguém, which means someone or anyone, is the word ninguém. Ninguém. Ninguém means no one. So no one here is feeling bad. Não, ninguém se sente mal. Como se escreve ninguém? N-I-N-G-U-E com acento M. Ninguém. Again, we have a silent U. So I will repeat the question and the answer. Alguém se sente mal aqui? Não, ninguém se sente mal. No, no one is feeling bad. So both alguém, anyone, someone, or ninguém, no one, they both mean, they both mean, no, sorry, they both change the position of the pronoun. What if I want to use everyone? Remember I told you that when we use todos on its own, not followed by an article, not followed by us, not followed by a noun, we just say todos, that means everyone. So if I want to say everyone is feeling okay, todos se sentem bem. Todos se sentem bem. Notice that in English everyone is singular. You say everyone feels singular. But in Portuguese, todos, it's actually a plural word. So we need to put the verb. The verb should be conjugated in plural. Todos, just like a eles or a elas. Todos se sentem bem. Okay, so let's repeat all these examples to consolidate these new words a bit better. Now, with no English, just the Portuguese. Já te sentes bem? Sim, já me sinto bem. Sentes-te bem? Sim, sinto-me bem. Já te sentes bem? Não, ainda não me sinto bem. Alguém se sente mal? Não, ninguém se sente mal. Todos se sentem bem. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. And just before I finish, I really need to thank my dear patrons because they keep my motivation high. So, muito, muito obrigada. Francine Brown, Gita Barknovitz, Philip French, Rebecca Hunt, Carl Sperling, Petra Korf, Brenda Sabrecht, David Soto, Lindy Falk, Michelle Kubrosi, Jerry Ellis, Sandra Weimert, Karen Soares, Kenneth Pizisco, Ibrahim Almutawa, Hank Van Kahn, Karin Barnhorn, Pauline Mansfield, Pranudiana, Anne Grandage, Elise van der Flucht, David Martin, Patricia Martin, Catherine Dernford-Vang, Art Feld, Ernst Scholte, 
Agnieszka Mrozewicz Kuczewska, Tatiana Krupnik, Ramona Splectus, Kim Noble, Lisa McCarthy, Tancha McKnight, Paula Klein, Laura Bedivsk, Michael Gonan, Chris Brandt and Meredith Richards. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for keeping my motivation high. Muito, muito obrigada. Até para a semana. Tchau.